to the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire and I'm podcasting alone today because Matt, Mel and, and Robin are, are busy doing other stuff. Um, so I thought I would have to get the most awesome guest I could possibly get to, to replace my, my co-host. So today I'm speaking to Chris Brewster of um, Daredevil fame. So hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? All right, good. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I wanted to say to you as well, first up, congratulations on the success of, of Daredevil and um, being part of the team that that, um, that won the, the SAG Award for um, Best Stunt Ensemble, or Best Action by an Ensemble, I believe it was. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, quite an awesome honor to uh, to be nominated. It was, uh, it was I, well, I can't say unexpected, but it's always, <laughs> you know, a real a real pleasure when you when you hear something like that. It was very well deserved. I think um, last year when I was uh, covering Daredevil as the the um, the producer of our show, I was sort of the expert on Daredevil, so I was following all the news on the show, and every review I saw of the show just was instantly talking about the action, the, the the stunts, and your name just came up so many times. So it must feel pretty cool to be, I guess, one of the coolest people of 2015. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I'd say that, but it, it feels absolutely amazing. I mean, you know, the, the stunt world, um, you know, our, our job is to kind of live in the shadows, you know? Mm. I mean, most most jobs... Um, we go in, we, we do what we do and, uh, you know, then we just sit back and we kind of, kind of hide, hide behind the curtains. <laughs> and, um, on this show specifically, uh, I, I cannot believe how, uh, I mean, more, more so Charlie than anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. Charlie goes out of his way to give myself and all of the stunt guys credit every single chance he gets. Yeah. And, I mean, I've never met an actor that that will go out of their way like that to to share all of the positivity of a show. It's it's really great. The interviews I've seen with him, he's he's um yeah he has definitely spoken about you guys and sung your praises, and um, I think that's that's really cool because it's um it's such an important part of a a show like this in terms of the action um that if if people weren't, if audience members weren't necessarily that kind of au fait with action, they might not realize just how much goes into it. And I think that's great that, that Charlie does does um, give you guys the praise you deserve because the SAG says, you know, you guys did a great job. And um, it was, uh, speaking as a, a massive Daredevil fan, um, I, I'm the big Daredevil fan on the podcast. I have a tattoo of Daredevil. I have issue number one on my wall. Um, so I've loved the character for many years. Oh, and awesome. it, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a Daredevil geek. Um, it was it was such a great part of the show. And um, one of the reasons I love the character is it's a, a, a for comic book characters. It's a very grounded character for me. And I love the the sort of nitty grittiness of the fighting. And I think that really came across. Um, in not only the choreography but in your and Charlie's performance as well in the fights I mean we can talk about like the hallway fight the fact that this is a character that gets tired and has to pause for breath and I think you guys did such a great job with that I think I mean that's one of my favorite things about the show it's it's a superhero show Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's not um I've I've doubled other superheroes before and yeah, I mean they're they're either invincible where they they can't get hurt or they're super strong or super fast and 
I mean, it's cool. I mean, I, you know, I, I love all kinds of action, but I feel like, you, you know, Daredevil's the most relatable because when he gets into a fight, you know, he's, he's got just as good of a chance as anybody, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. he's trained, but he doesn't have super strength or any kind of like healing abilities. You know, if he gets cut, he's cut. He's going to be cut for the rest of the fight and he's going to be cut for a very long time. So he doesn't want to get cut. He doesn't want to get hurt, you know, and it just, it just makes the fighting so much more visceral. It makes it so much more, um, real and gritty. And Mm -hmm. I, I really, really enjoy that. It's, uh, and uh, yeah, I think it was great. And it literally just before we spoke, I was actually rewatching, um, one of the fights from the show from episode seven, I believe, which is the fight between, uh, Matt Murdock and Stick which is one of my favorite mm-hmm. fights. I think maybe my overall fight, kind of looking back at the show. And I think with that one, it's it's particularly impressive because, um, you know, the character of Matt, neither of the characters are masked. So, and you, mm-hmm. you cannot tell through most of that fight if it's you or Charlie. It's the same thing with the hallway scene. We actually did a commentary for that episode and we were watching the the famous hallway scene fight and we we're going, okay, I think that's Charlie. I think that's Chris. Oh no, 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 no. I think that is, I think it's, it's so well done. Um, I don't know how you guys did it, particularly in a fight scene where you're two, the two people fighting have no masks on and it is lit. I mean, it's a dark room, but it's still lit. You can see everything. It's just absolutely beautiful work. Well, it's, it's funny because the majority of stunt work is, is like that. You know, mm-hmm. most of the time that you're doubling somebody, you're not wearing a mask. So, you know, there's these little tricks of the trade, you know, there's ways of kind of hiding your face and always turning away from camera. And if you have to look towards camera, you know, you can always look down and look away. Um, but, you know, luckily with the show, there's so much time where he's in a mask. So, it's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we're able to do so much more on the show than we can on any other show because we get away with a lot. Um, but also, you know, normally, normally you need the stunt double to do a lot of the action because, mm-hmm. more, you know, we've trained our entire lives to, to look like superheroes and to move like superheroes. Um, but on this show, I mean, Charlie is amazing. You'd be really, really surprised when people find out that he has a stunt double. They assume that I do the majority of the stuff. But Charlie does so much of the action. I mean, mm. that that fight specifically, the uh, the stick versus Matt fight. Um, I mean, he was running masters of the entire fight. Meaning he was doing <laughs> the entire fight from start to finish, like with no breaks. And I mean, he is so athletic and active that he will memorize the choreography and he'll jump in and do, do all of it. You know, I mean, my, my whole, uh, my whole goal is to, to keep up with him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's something he really enjoys that I've seen in interviews. He really enjoys the athletic side of it, um, which is great. And it, it must, uh, you know, make your jobs easier as well that you've got, uh, an actor that's, that's, um, so keen to, to learn all of that. And, um, to, to sort of really throw themselves into it. It must have been great. Oh, yeah. And um, one of the things I wanted to mention to you as well, um, sort of following you on Twitter and Facebook, is that you, one of the really cool things, I think, is you just absolutely seem to love your work, which I think is always um, a great yeah. thing to see, someone that really enjoys what they do. You can see that you're just having a blast in, in your career, um, which, you know, I should say congratulations for that as well. 
But uh, thank you. No, no. I mean, it's it's always great to see someone who really loves their work, and you can see your enthusiasm that comes across. I wanted to ask you a bit because you mentioned obviously you've you've doubled for other superheroes. So you, in terms of Marvel. Um, you did Captain America the Winter Soldier, which was doubling for mm-hmm. Chris Evans, and Iron Man 3, in which you were doubling for Guy Pearce, I believe, for yes. uh, Killian. Yeah, the, uh, the bad guy, Killian. Yeah, so I, I, I heard in an interview, I think I think it might have been on manwithoutfear.com with um, uh, Koji Mithra, who's a, actually a friend of the show, um, that you mentioned that when you get a role like that, a superhero role, you sort of study up as much as you can in terms of comics. Um, and, you know, looking at poses and things like that. So were you a fan of any particular superheroes before getting your first Marvel role? I know, I think in another interview you mentioned that you, you know, you loved the Ninja Turtles when you were growing up, um, which is awesome. Yes. So were you a fan of any particular superheroes or anything like that? Or is it is it an interest that you kind of got into through your roles in, in these kind of movies? Yeah, no, it's it's uh, ironic because now as a full-grown adult, I read way more comic books <laughs> than I did as a kid. Um, I always always liked superheroes. I always liked comic books. Um, I don't know that I had a favorite. You know, it kind of kind of changed every month. You know, one mm. month I loved the Daredevil comics. One month I loved, you know, Wolverine, Spider-Man, and you know, it's always you know it, it changed all the time. Um, then. You know, once once I started working on on superhero movies, I started reading the comic books again. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it could just be that this is my favorite show that I've ever worked on. But the storyline behind Daredevil, like not not just what is going on in the show right now, but mm-hmm. what could potentially go on in the future, just like following the story is literally the coolest storyline I've, I've ever read. You know, I mean, yeah. I, you know, as, as I'm reading every script that comes out, I get really, really pumped. I mean, it's, it's weird because I am excited to read the next script, like the next episode. I mean, the, the, the way people get cliffhangers when they finish watching a TV show, um, you know, they, they can't wait to see the next, the next episode. I feel the same way just reading the scripts, you know. I mean, we get the scripts just before we start filming each episode. So if we're, you know, if we're filming the third episode, you know, we, we have about a week or so before we get the script for number four. And we're spending the whole week going, oh, I wonder, I wonder what's going to happen. Where's <laughs> this going to go? What's going to happen? You know, it's, it's just, it's really exciting. And, uh, I mean, that, that, you know, has part to do with having amazing writers on the show, mm. but it also has to do with having just an incredible storyline. And, you know, the, the Daredevil storyline has been around for, what is it, 30, 40 years 50, now? I mean, 50 years you know. last year, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing. Oh, it's right. No, it was, it was the 50th. That's, it's incredible. And I mean, yeah. I just, I have, I have read through different variations and different storylines and I mean, you know, I've read through like the Shadowland series and like all of, all of, you know, the, the Bendis series, all of the, uh, I mean, pretty much every, every different channel mm. of, you know, you know, Daredevil's whole lineage. And, and no matter where it goes, it's always epic. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I still, I still love, I still love every superhero out there, you know, I just, I, I just, you know, like what superheroes are all about and I like what they do for, for people I and mean, children mostly, but <laughs> <the adults laughs> reading the comic books. Um, 
They're our modern mythology, I think. Oh, with that? So they're our modern mythology. They're, you know, these, these yeah, epic absolutely. characters that kids can look, kids and adults can look up to. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, it really is. And I mean, I, I, I like all of them, but I would definitely have to say, you know, even though even though I'm a little biased, I would have to say that Daredevil is my favorite story. That, that's that's fine. You're talking to a, a hardcore Daredevil fan. It's you know that that's cool with me. <laughs> I should say so. Um, you know, not a very important question, but well, it is it is important. You know, who was your favorite Ninja Turtle growing up? I have to know. My favorite movie character? No, Ninja Turtle. Oh, favorite Ninja Turtle, Raphael, always. Oh, nice. I, I like Donatello. <laughs> okay. I would have been... Okay, to, nobody likes Leonardo, you know. It's Donatello or Raphael, I think, yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, I was part of a martial arts team called Sideswipe. Mm-hmm. And um, we grew up training together, and we used to travel all over the U.S. specifically. But we also, you know, we went out to Guam to do shows. Um, when we, we went overseas quite a few times, but we were, we were a traveling martial arts team mm. and there were four of us and we were always, always compared to the Ninja Turtles because <laughs> our personalities were just so spot on. You know, Matt was our, he was our team leader. Yeah. You know, he was definitely the Leonardo of the group. He always kind of gave us the path and made sure we were kind of doing things the right way. And Craig was always the computer guy. He was just, you know, really, really, I mean, first one with new technology all the time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, definitely, definitely had the, the cool nerdy side to him. And, uh, and then my buddy Jackson was, he was like a, sort of the party guy of the group, you know, he's just always having fun, whatever. So he's definitely on Michelangelo, but just, we were, <laughs> we were the Ninja Turtles. That's awesome. <laughs> So did you, as um, obviously as part of that, did when you were um, with all your martial arts training, did you ever like give the size a go? You know, like, have a go with those. I, you know, what? I did. I've I've actually used just about every martial arts weapon. I've wow. competed with just about every martial arts weapon. Um, size weren't my favorite. Size, um, they're they're cool. Mm. I wasn't as good with size as I was with a lot of the other weapons. I feel like you know there, there's. There's a couple people that I've seen more getting into the stunt world um, who are just amazing with size. Mm. And uh, I was I, I used to use a weapon called the commas, which um, they, they're similar to size, but they kind of look like little Grim Reaper sickles. They're oh, okay. a stick with a curved blade that comes out and mm-hmm. you have one in each hand and you can spin them around through your fingers and roll them around your wrists and all of that kind of stuff. But they're uh, they're pretty awesome. Those are my favorite weapons. Oh, cool. Um, I've not seen much fighting with those. I'm going to have to put a link on our uh, Facebook page so people can see it. Um, so I wanted to ask you as well, because in the... Um, the the sort of roles you've done um you're really doing so many different types of stunt work you you know you you've done car work you've done the martial arts you've done firework which you were you know you got a well-deserved um tourist award for for um uh, for fright night which we also covered on the podcast um you do wire work is there any one of those you particularly enjoy or would it be the martial arts because that's your you know what you started doing well it, the the balance of all of them is definitely the best. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 
I feel like when you combine all of them, it's like going to an amusement park. Only instead of paying admission, you're getting paid to go to a, an amusement park. You know, you're you're jumping you're jumping from really high things onto a really soft surface so you don't get hurt. You're riding wires, which feel like roller coasters sometimes. Um, you know, the, the fight scenes. Um, I feel like the fight scenes to me are always the most fun because you're you're performing more. Mm. Um, a lot of the other stunts, you know, there's there's an element of performing, but it's also an element of just kind of like kind of survival, you know, making sure you do it right, making sure you land safely, making sure, you know, when you're going through, you know, like jumping through a window is it's a blast, you know, <laughs> you know, there's there's either tempered glass where somebody's gonna somebody from effects is going to break it with a little popper, or it's candy glass and you're just jumping through it on your own. Um, so, you know, you definitely get an adrenaline rush, Yeah. but you know, I mean, I, I think that when you're, when you're doing a fight scene, that's when you're really performing. It's, it's like physical acting mm. and I, I really enjoy the fight scenes. Um, I, I want to say that's my favorite, but again, you know, just being able to do all of it is, is the best. It looks like so much fun. <laughs> I, would, really I would love is. to do it. <laughs> um, I've done bungee jumping, so I'd be fine with, I think, the heights, but the wire work, I think, in particular, looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> um, oh, it, it's, it's awesome. With, with the right team. I mean, with, yeah. I think... I think that's the, the best way to phrase it. If you're working, if you're working with the right team, every part of it is a blast. It's just, you know, I mean, stunts is all about trust. You know, you're working with a team and you, you, you want to work with a team that, you know, you trust the coordinator, you trust the riggers, mm-hmm. you trust the other stunt guys that are there because with the right team, everybody's, you know, watching each other's backs and taking care of each other. And, you know, when you're, when you're watching your friends go flying through the air, you want to make sure that they're protected, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And one of your, um, your team for Daredevil was uh, Phil Silvera, who I've chatted to a bit on Facebook as well. Hopefully I'm going to be speaking to him this week, um, who re- recently worked on Deadpool, which again was fantastic. I thought it was great. I sent him a message. was like, Oh, it was brilliant. That was, Did you, um, that was a great movie. Oh, so good. It was really good. I really hope we get a sequel. It would be great. Um, and I think you'll probably be working on the sequel as well. Uh, but was, so obviously he, he would, I guess, choreograph a lot of the, the actual fights and decide where things were going. Did you, would you have much input, um, as the double and Charlie as oh. the actor in terms of how fights went or would it? Well, here's, here's, here's the other thing mm-hmm. on almost, almost any other show you work on. I mean, just again, another point about how, how great it is to have an actor that's so passionate about what he does. Mm-hmm. Normally the stunt guys will kind of choreograph the action and normally the actors don't really put a whole lot of, input into it because it's, it's yeah. I mean not to say they check out it's just normally it's not their world um with Charlie I mean Charlie's there from day one like normally when we get a script first thing he does is he'll, he'll call me up or you know come down and talk to all of us in the stunt room and um I mean he, he has ideas he's like this is this is what I see what do you see and he is the most hands-on actor Ever and it's all it's all nothing but positivity. You know, he's never mm-hmm. he's never like oh it has to look like this. He's like hey this is this how how I see it. How do you see it? You know, and there's just a lot of talking back and forth. And I mean he just yeah you know, I mean nobody nobody knows this character better than Charlie. Like mm-hmm. he is he is Matt Murdock. You know, yeah. And 
he will see a scene and, you know, we'll, we'll all have our own ideas, you know, normally, normally we get together and we kind of start putting, you know, putting together like a brainstorming session and Charlie will come in and he'll, he'll just throw a couple ideas at us. And every one of us is like, that is genius. Why did I not think of that? That's so, <laughs> so on point. And, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing because it adds so much to the scene. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, there's, there's entire fights where we go into and we're, we're, we're having all these brain farts, you know, we're getting confused. We're like, okay, well, we could do this. We could do this. We could do that. And then Charlie will walk over and he'll be like, oh, doesn't it, doesn't it make sense for me to just turn this way? And we're like, ah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's so much smarter. That, that just, you know, and it, it just, it works. And, and it's so funny because most, most fight choreographers, kind of get into the world of, you know, you're thinking choreography, you're thinking, okay, I want to, I want to do this cool move and I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to, you know, but actors and specifically Charlie, you know, they're just looking at it from their character's perspective. Like, what would I do? And sometimes, you know, like, we're like, okay, well, uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, he can, he can run up, jump off this wall, go through this window, spin around this or whatever. And he's like, yeah, but you know, Matt Murdock's pretty smug. Wouldn't I just go through the door? And we're like, ah, oh. <laughs> you know what? You absolutely would. <laughs> and sometimes he, he thinks of something that's so much simpler, but smarter and better, and just it it, it adds so much to the action. Yeah. Um, but then, other than other than you know Charlie's input, um, the stunts always comes out to be it's 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 a team effort. Um, we have our stunt coordinator. We also have our fight choreographer uh, who. Um, he's actually, he's been working the fights on pretty much all the Marvel shows. Um, Roberto Gutierrez, who is, mm -hmm. he's kind of like the, uh, the hidden ninja. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, he's always, he's always there and, um, he's just, he's amazing. Um, Berto gives us an extra element that very few, like, it's like an unteachable part of the stunt world. Um, he teaches the, the physical acting in the choreography. So, you know, a lot of times we'll start running through movements and stuff and Berto will pull us aside and be like, okay, that's great. But now remember, you came from here, this happened, this happened, then this happened. So you're tired, you, uh, you feel heavy, you're injured, you know, this just happened to your leg. So we need to see that in the movement. Mm. So he adds this whole extra filter, this whole extra level to what we're doing. And um, I mean, honestly, it just the team effort of everybody working together from, you know, the, the stunt coordinator, the fight coordinator, the doubles, um, and then the people that we're interacting with, you know, it's, it's such a community thing that, you know, it, it's just... Um, a culmination of everybody's abilities together. That's great. You can, as, as I mentioned earlier, you can definitely tell, I think, in a lot of the fights, um, just the little moments, like in the hall, hallway fight I mentioned, where you see Matt Murdock like, lean back against the wall or kind of fall back against the wall because he's tired. I, I, I love it. It's one of the reasons I love the character because he gets knocked down, but he gets back up again and carries on. And it's, it's great that that's... <laughs> that flows through the entire performance, no matter if it's, if it's you or Charlie in the role at that time. I think it's really cool. Um, I had a question. I, actually. I genuinely, oh. <laughs> sorry, go on. Uh, no, I was just going to say, I, I enjoyed performing the pieces of the scene that I did more than any, anything I've ever worked on. Like that's, 
still to this day is like such a great, great moment of my career because mm. that, that was something that we didn't think was possible. And watching it turn to reality was really, really incredible. I think I read as well that you did, with the hallway scene, it was, you did 12 takes of it with three days preparation, which blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, well, that's, that's why we thought it was impossible. When we, uh, when we first heard the director's idea to do a, a single-shot master fight, in that hallway, we looked at the hallway and we're like, okay, no, we've, we've got, we've got three days to prep. This is something that you need five weeks for, you know, they, they did similar action sequences in a couple of other movies. Like there was, mm-hmm. there was a movie called old boy that came out. Yeah, great movie. Um, and then they, and then they had the, uh, the American remake of old boy and, and, you know, in both cases, they had weeks and weeks to choreograph it and prep it and rehearse it over and over and over and uh, yeah, when when he said, "Okay, we want to do this, and we want to do it on Wednesday," we just kind of laughed. Like there's there's absolutely no way. But then we started choreographing it and started going through it, and uh, you know, we kind of realized we're like, we we might be able to do this. So we're like, you know, we're we're up for the challenge. Let's go for it. And uh, you know, I mean, even even on the day, we weren't sure if we'd be able to do it or not. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, come around take number twelve, we knew it was it was it was an awesome take really like I mean and like there were you know the first 11 takes were all really really good as well but it was one of those things where it's like almost perfect mm-hmm. and we're like no 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 we can be better than that we can get this we can make this happen and uh take number 12 every one of us watched it and we were all cheering and jumping like that was the one <laughs> that's the magic number that's brilliant that, as well as you can tell as well that you have obviously have so much pride in your work as a team to, to be able to do that amount of takes, even though the previous, yeah, as you said, the previous 11, you know, were great, but it's not quite there. And um, the fact that you have a team where you're able to do that and you have a director where you're able to do that as well is, it, you know, it shows. And, the, you know, the hallway scene is one of the, the things that was most spoken about, about, um, about season one. And it's in my favorite episode, actually, my favorite episode of season one is episode two, not solely because of that fight. I just, I just love that episode. Um, so it's a, a very cool end to, to my favorite episode. Um, I had a question from, um, a friend of the show, Derek O'Neill, who is, uh, does another podcast covered, covered daredevil. Um, he wants to ask, um, about, uh, performing stunts for video games, um, specifically Batman Arkham Knight. And he just wanted to know if there's a different approach that you take for for working on video games versus movies or television. Um, well, video games are very weird because <laughs> working on video games, like when you're working on a TV show or most movies, there's things to interact with. There's other people there. There's scenes, you know, there's actual locations or you're filming on a stage that looks like a stage, like it looks like an actual scene from a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, video games are normally just in the mocap space. And that's just a big open space with a bunch of red cameras and you're dressed up in a funny little space suit that has, you know, little tracking markers all over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, I don't know, like the difference, uh, like with, with a video game, the computer animators can do a lot. Um, you know, if, if you're to do a backflip 
in a, in a motion capture space, they can make your backflip look like it was, you know, a hundred feet in the air and, you know, you're flipping over <laughs> the Grand Canyon or, you know, you know, they, they can, they can do a lot with the movement. Um, so normally, you know, if, if you're just going for a perfect take, you can get it a lot more quickly, you know, because yeah. whereas when you're, when you're on camera, um, if you, if you throw a move and it doesn't work, you know, if, if two people are doing a fight scene and, you know, one person throws a punch and the other person's reaction is a little bit late, or if they throw a punch and there's a gap between the punch and where it was supposed to hit them, you have to do the take again. There's nothing you can do to really fix it. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're making a video game, like they can literally, like you can throw a punch three feet away from somebody and then if they want to make it look like it hit, all they have to do is move your bodies closer. <laughs> and they can do all of that in the computers. So yeah. it's, it's a very different world, um, much less enjoyable to me. I mean, I, you know, I think video games are super cool, but um, I don't get the same rush working mm. on video games as I do working on TV shows and movies. Okay, cool. Uh, one of my co-hosts as well, Matt, is a, a big um uh, gamer, so he'll be interested to hear about that. I I know nothing about video games, <laughs> so um, it's cool. It's cool to hear. I only see what I kind of clips I see of them on YouTube. Unfortunately, I watch spend too much time watching movies instead. Um, Matt did actually have a question for you, which was what I, this might be quite a tough question. I don't know if I'd be able to answer this. What would be your top three fights in movies, or do you top have any particular ones? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, making the list only three is the tough part. Yeah. Number, my number one favorite fight is actually not even that intricate of a fight, but in the movie Snatch, mm -hmm. the final fight with, with Brad Pitt fighting, uh, you know, he's doing like a bare knuckle gypsy fighting brawl. And the cinematography of that fight and the way it was edited together and just the energy of that fight is my favorite fight ever. I've watched that fight over and over and over. I've gone like frame by frame as I was teaching myself how to like, you know, better ways of filming fights. That's the fight I went to. Um, I've learned so much from watching that fight over and over and over. And I just think that that is like just a very ingenious fight. Um, I love the finale fight on Flashpoint, Donnie Yen mm -hmm. fight. Um, I also love there's there's another single shot fight that uh, Tony Jaa did in the Protector, yeah. I believe. Yeah. It's around the spiral staircase. Yeah. Um, that is that one I I admire. The I think that you know I mean you know obviously Tony Jaa is awesome. He does so much cool stuff, and that's not like. You know, he, he does bigger and cooler moves in other fights, mm -hmm. but knowing how hard that shot must have been, I just really respect that shot, and I know how, how much energy went into that shot, so I really love watching that one. Oh, excellent. That's cool. Matt will be, will be pleased to hear that. Um, when we spoke to Peter Shinkoda, who played Nobu of scene season one, uh, they were chatting a bit about favorite fight scenes and things, <laughs> uh, which is cool. So, um, obviously, I know you can't tell us anything really about season two, but is there, um, is there anything you can speak about that you particularly, uh, you're looking forward to audiences seeing in particular that you can hint at, um, obviously without <laughs> spoilers 
We don't want Marvel um, sending someone around to your house. Well, well, obviously, season one, the the most talked about action sequence was that hallway fight. Mm-hmm. So we we have something where we kind of do a little throwback to that fight, and I think that will will definitely make people very very happy. Um, there's there's a ton of story-driven action this time. Mm-hmm. Um, without without going into any of what the story is, every single piece of action works in perfect unison with the story. I feel like a lot of times you're watching a movie and, you know, the, the plot is building in one direction and then there's just random action. And the action doesn't really tell any story. It's just cool, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's cars exploding in the background for no reason. You know, it's just, it's cool. It looks, it looks great on screen, but it's not doing anything for the story. I feel like in this show, the story makes the fighting better and the fighting makes the story better. Mm-hmm. Everything feeds into each other. And um, I think it, it really, really creates a great dynamic where, you know, a punch isn't just a punch. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when any of the characters throw a punch, they're throwing it for a very different reason. And because of that, it makes each punch different. You know, if, if Daredevil throws a punch, you know why he's throwing it. And, you know, yeah, I mean, like you see in the punch the story mm-hmm. that's being told. And uh, it, it's just very cool. It's very cool. And uh, season one, it, it kind of surprised a lot of people. And they're going to be coming into season two expecting, you know, both a great show and great action. Mm-hmm. And I think that on both sides of the board, everyone's going to be very, very happy because I think that the action is amazing. And I think the story is absolutely incredible. So I think that everyone will really, really like season two. Excellent. Um, I had a, a question just because I wasn't, uh, I'm kind of interested in it. And I'm not sure how it works um, in, in working in the, the sort of stunt world. Um, obviously, with Daredevil, you're doubling for for Charlie Cox, um, and I'm guess I, I think like the work you do is I guess freelance. So it's um, in terms of projects. Is that something in the, in the stunt world where if Charlie went on to a different project that he would then contact you to say you know that it would be to call on you again to to double for him, or is it something that that generally doesn't happen. I was just wondering, I know you've covered, um, you've doubled for Anton Yelchin in two projects, which is why I wondered if it was because you'd worked with the actor before. Um, I just, just interested in sort of how that works. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it it is, it is freelance and Mm -hmm. ultimately, you know, whatever the new show is, it always comes, you know, it always comes down to the producers, what they want, um, whoever the stunt coordinator for that show is. But normally, if a if an actor goes into a new show and they say, "Hey, um, I have a stunt double already," mm-hmm. normally the coordinator will call them up and try to get them out right away because a lot of our job is making the actor comfortable. Yeah. And you know, when when you see a familiar face and everything like that, and you know, especially we spend a lot of time developing a relationship. You know, I feel like Charlie knows me well enough to trust that. I will always do anything I can to help make him look like a rock star. And, you know, I will always do everything I can for him. 
And, uh, you know, once, once somebody knows that it just, it, it will enhance their performance and it's just, it's just good. It's a good energy to have. So most of the time, if, if an actor goes onto a, a project and they say, Hey, I've, I've got a stunt double. Most of the time they, you know, can keep bringing their stunt double with. And, uh, uh, Anton has done that quite quite a few times. He's an awesome guy and a really mm-hmm. good friend of mine. And um, you know, it's, it's great because sometimes I, I won't even know that he's working on a new show, and the coordinator will call me up and say, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm I'm coordinating a show, and <laughs> Anton is the lead, and uh, he says he wants you, so want to come out and come work for the next couple of months." <laughs> um, can you can you, you come know, over and we'll awesome. set you on fire and stuff? And you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not?" <laughs> yeah, and Anton, he's a yeah, he's a great actor. He's um, I always enjoy films that he's in. He's, yeah, he seems like a really cool guy. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. And have, hopefully, I mean, I know, I know he has definitely done, and I've had a couple actors that I've doubled before. Mm-hmm. They've asked me to to double them on other shows, and I've already talked to Charlie about it, and I would absolutely love to double him on any any show he does from here on out because he's just he's an awesome guy and I just mm-hmm. love working with him and you know being around him it's, he's got a very positive energy that is contagious you cannot you cannot work with him and not be in a good mood <laughs> that's great particularly as well he's you know as the the sort of lead of the show that I think that must you know trickle down to the rest of the team and if you've got someone sort of in the lead you know the face of the show that is um so positive and so hardworking. it's just got to have a positive effect on the the whole team um putting it together oh, no. you you see it you see mm. it when when he walks on set um you know i mean it's it's a very um testing show you know i mean some of some of the crew are there you know 70 80 hours a week you know i mean people wow. work through weekends we film a ton at night um, you know, there's there's definitely some some hard parts of the show, but mm-hmm. you can feel the energy shift when he shows up on set because you know, he comes in, he's got a smile on his face, and he knows everybody. He will go out of his way to say hi to every person on set, and like it's like uh, every everyone gets like a, a a cup of coffee the second he walks in. Everyone gets more <laughs> energy and they feel better, and uh, it, it's a very very uplifting moment when he shows up on set. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, one of the other things I wanted to ask you about was um, obviously we've got the the Luke Cage show filming at the moment and um, mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get a Daredevil season three and there's been Jessica Jones season two announced and this is all leading to the Defenders. But before the Defenders, we have the Iron Fist series, um, which is out of the characters is the one most um, sort of steeped in, in martial arts. Is that a show that you think you might be involved in, in as well? Um, because obviously with your martial arts background and with working with the team, is that anything that's been discussed that you can discuss, obviously, if you can't, then no worries. Um, well, I, I I don't know what is going to happen, but mm-hmm. that is another show that I would, I would love to be a part of. Um, I feel like that's definitely my niche. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like over the last, over the last, uh, decade or so I've, I've become known as you know being a a stunt guy that can do some really cool martial arts and cool flips and stuff like that so i mean really all of these marvel shows are kind of you know right up my alley that's, that's mm. what i do 
So um, it would it'd be great. I would love to be a part of the show. I don't know anything. I don't know if I will be a part of it or not. Um, but I love that the whole universe will come together for Defenders. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's cool because whether I become, you know, whether I work with the, you know, with the team on Iron Fist or whether I work with the team on Defenders or something, there's so much opportunity for us to all work together at some point. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I mean, I would, I would love to work on Iron Fist. I would love to work on Defenders. I would love to, uh, I'd love to work on any of these shows because it's a very, very great family, mm. um, you know, between Marvel and Netflix and all the specific people working on each one of these shows. Um, but it's just, it's really, really great. And I feel like, you know, we've spent six months, season one, six months, season two, all getting to know each other. And uh, you really build up. Um, relationships and friendships that that will be there forever. And I would absolutely love to continue working with all these people. Excellent. I, I can't wait till Iron Fist, particularly to see how how it's done as sort of the most mystical, I guess, of the, the characters, the four defenders. But I feel that the the groundwork was laid even in um, in Daredevil season one of going towards this, of sort of inter- introducing it very slowly. Um, I just I can't wait, and I'm I'm just on tender hooks for them to announce the lead actor. I'd love, just cannot wait. So we know who that fourth defender is. Um, one of yeah. the other things, oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> um, one of the other things I wanted to ask you as well, kind of leading from that, as you said, you you really enjoy doing these projects. Is there one um, dream project you would like to work on, whether it's with a particular director or as a particular? role you know or anything like that what would be your your dream role to do to be honest with you um i have always wanted a role like what i've gotten to do with daredevil i've always wanted to double a superhero where i can do all of my stuff all of my Mm -hmm. martial arts and all of my tricking and everything like that um this one really is a dream job um other than that i mean Looking towards the future, I, I absolutely love what I'm doing. Uh, I can't really think of any other characters that I necessarily like really want to do. I mean, obviously, you know, you've always got the, you know, like the the, the James Bonds and the, you know, the Indiana Joneses and all of those, you know, all of the really epic characters. Any yeah. any of those would be really really cool. But I mean, I've I'm just I've been so fortunate to get the opportunities that I've already had, and I mean, if I can keep getting opportunities like this, I'm I'm a very very happy person. I love what I'm doing. Um, I definitely do want to start expanding more into the fight coordinating and stunt coordinating world, mm-hmm. um, but I want to do that very slowly because I'm still enjoying, <laughs> you know, being a stunt performer. And I want to uh, I want to learn as much as I can about fight coordinating and stunt coordinating and kind of taking the jobs when they when they come up. But nothing beats being a stunt performer. So I will do this for as long as I possibly can. That's awesome. Um, and then the the um, last question I kind of had was uh, obviously you have doubled for for um, Captain America. Um, Civil War's coming out in a couple of months, and I've been asking everyone we've been interviewing lately this, so will you be on Team Captain America or Team Iron Man? (laughs) (laughs) And there is a right and wrong answer for this. (laughs) 
You're right and wrong. Yeah. Um, Only because I'm Team Captain America all the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, well, it, it, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull myself out because obviously I'm a little bit biased because I got yeah. to double Captain America and actually, you know, kind of be in the cap suit. Whereas when I worked on Iron Man, I was fighting Iron Man, so yeah. I should, I should be completely Team Cap and against Iron Man, but. uh Trying to look at it unbiased. I don't. I mean, oh man, it's it's a tough one. It's a yeah. tough one because those are. I mean, they're two of my favorite characters ever. And uh, I mean, Robert Downey playing Tony Stark oh, is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's so absolutely perfect it, it, casting. It makes it, it makes it very tough. It makes it very tough. But I, you know, ultimately, if I have to, if I have to wear colors, it would probably be the cat colors. Okay, cool. Um, and obviously, with uh, with Daredevil season two coming out in less than a month, oh, which is so exciting. What will you be doing the the uh, the Friday that it hits Netflix? Will you have you got plans to like sit down and and watch it and see all the bits that obviously you wouldn't have seen of the show? Or uh... oh man, no. When 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 the show comes out, like. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I've, I've I've told people before when I'm uh, when I'm working on the show. You know, I'm I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm in the mode, and I'm you know just enjoying working on the actual show. But the second we wrap, I go from being one of the people working on the show to just being a huge fan. So when the show comes out, my wife and myself and all of our friends will be getting together, and we will absolutely be binging the show top to bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be doing that as well. I'm the the one um, host on our podcast that has to sit and watch all 13 episodes in a row. And last for Daredevil season one, I watched, I started at 8 p.m. on the Friday night, I think, and I finished 9 a.m. the next day. And it was great. And I watched the sunrise as I was finishing Daredevil. It was very cool. Uh, So I'll be doing the same on that day. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for for um, for being so generous with your time and and answering questions. It's been really cool to hear about it. Um, after speaking to some of the writers and the actors, you know, of, of season one, I I'm just so happy to sort of hear hear more about the the actual fight choreography side of it because it is such an important part, I think, of the first season and deservedly got so much acclaim when season one came out so it's really cool to hear some more about it and i just wish you the best of luck with season two and and the future and hopefully lots more projects will come up is there anything actually you have coming up at the moment that you would like to talk about just mention to our listeners they can look out for you in well we've got a bunch of uh a bunch of projects coming up that uh some i can talk about some i can't um i'm i'm stunt coordinating a couple of projects and i'm performing in a couple uh, I don't really know which ones I can I can go into details about, but uh, lots of very exciting and very good things are are on their way. Awesome! And people can follow you on on Twitter to get news on those. Is that right? Absolutely, you can follow me on on Twitter. I've got Twitter and Instagram and uh, and my website. I mean ninjabruski dot com. I'm pretty bad at updating it, but every <laughs> once in a while I kind of <laughs> go through a phase where I'm like I'm going to update everything. But yeah, I. I try to get as many pictures and videos and stuff as I can up online. If we see any news as well, we'll put it on um, on our Facebook and Twitter as well so people can, can follow Perfect. follow it there um, because we're always happy to sort of see what, what everyone's up to. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, t- and take care. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com 
You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Defenders Podcast or on Twitter at Defenders Pod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!